Good morning to technically episode number one of the Colloquial Koi podcast. I chose the title Colloquial um, after several variations of what this podcast would be. It was going to be a relationship podcast. It was going to be something related to the field that I'm in. Um, Ultimately, uh, as I've continued to learn about myself, both of those previous categories would end up fueling my ego and allowing the poser to rise up in me. Maybe we'll discuss that another time. Uh, But merely, I see this for myself, one is a creative outlet um, for me to occupy my time during my work commute. And frankly, I know that I don't have a whole lot of things to say that folks would find interesting, uh, but it's therapeutic for me and a creative release, and you can come along if you want. Um, you could call it whatever you want. I call it colloquial because it's just a guy talking, common conversation, nothing fancy, nothing Uh, that you're going to walk away from this being challenged on your vocabulary or your thoughts of physics and such. Uh, It's just really the ramblings of a madman. Just kidding, but maybe. Uh, And that's why I selected that picture of the coffee cup. Just plain black, dark coffee, just nothing fancy. So a few things that have been rolling around in my head. for some time, um, and given this time and space that we're in now, this season of reflection, this season of expectation, this season of hope, uh, I again find myself in familiar territory with that, uh, expectant on great things to come. Uh, physical, spiritual, however you want to call it. So um, I will say this past year I've been on a long and interesting journey. I won't go into all the details on that, but something that I guess has been at the forefront of my thoughts, and regardless of where you are with a system of beliefs related to a faith, related to um, life in general. Um, the the idea that I, I'm from an age group where we were very much a part of a movement, that self-esteem movement, that um, rise up, you can do anything movement, uh, which had some very good points. Obviously, there were people that needed to hear that, but I think what it has also created is a scenario where we feel like we as individuals control our own destiny, that if we do enough of 
ABC, one, two, three, LMNOP, we will cater ourselves basically a creation of our own cheese. Um, and it will cause us to chase out all forms of pleasure, work, uh, money, career, things, stuff. Um, and if you're like me, I've gotten to the end of that and have found it all very empty, um, very hollow. Um, my spiritual journey has been one of such that um, I was exposed to what I will call the truth at a very young age. Uh, but for that truth to really penetrate my heart, my existence, and my soul, really has just happened in the past two or three years. Um, so there's part of this that lingers from maybe trying to deconstruct some of my early understandings and what I know to this point. But anyhow, what, what that self-esteem society mindset, again, brings us to this point of emptiness. And we kind of look around the world today. Um, don't we see that kind of manifesting in many ways, like people that just can't get enough, that can't be satisfied? Um, and what we become in the process, men and women both, we become very bitter people. Um, we become, become bitter to this institution and this form of society. And I might be speaking for myself, but I probably am. I became very bitter to this constraints that we were expected to follow in, you know, kind of without question. Um, and I'm not talking about the faith, I'm just talking about the existence period. That somewhere along the way that we've all been fed certain lines of crap and we just take it and run with it. Whether it's our government, whether it's socioeconomic status, um, you know, just overall, how do we view the world and what do we see it and how does it interpret in our life? And so I say that I feel like for many, many years and without going into, you know, greater detail stories, I was very much one of those people, head down, head in the sand, just do your job, just find a way to get ahead, just do, 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 and it become very much me, 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 I, I, I. Along the process, I I lost part of who I am, what what made me feel alive. And so after years of what I will say functioning alcoholic um, syndrome, you know, part of it, I woke up one day like, what the heck have I been doing? You know, because I would shove everything down in a way because um, I guess, God forbid, a man in leadership or a man in general shows signs of weakness. Uh, but instead of talking to people about some of my concerns, um, footnote, um, I chose to go that path because I tried to go conventional paths and, and maybe I was burnt too much. Uh, so I felt like I would self-medicate myself and get to a point to where I would again control the narrative. But one day, I kind of woke up. It was like what am I doing? What is the purpose of all this? I will say that I questioned uh, a lot of facets of my life, uh, a lot of 
the faith that I put in myself, a lot of the faith that I put in others, uh, but not so much faith in my, I guess, belief system. I did have some questions with that, but, um, you know, I woke up one day and thought that it was all over, it was all hopeless, it was all pointless, what am I doing? The longer the short, you know, somebody with a tremendous amount of faith and love kind of set me on the right path, uh, that would be my wife. And, you know, I, I think for that first time I really understood what grace was about. Um, so anyhow, I say this to kind of give a backdrop that I feel like regardless of age, sex, creed, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, uh, country, whatever, we all have this fundamental urge to kind of be our own God and be our own Savior, and that is the nexus of the story in Genesis uh, when Adam and Eve were exposed to um, the knowledge of good and evil. And, and by that, I think that opportunity provided a gateway where we felt we could be the controllers of our own destiny, we could be our own gods, etc. So I say that, that whether the Judeo-Christian Christian story of that or other similar parallels say that at one point man decided that I wanted to be in control of my destiny. So we all do that. What has happened in the process that I also think as we do that, we become very miserable. And when we are miserable, we use other things to mask this miserable attitude. And you can think of many things that we try and mask this with, but where I keep coming back to is, one, this self-esteem era thing kind of failed uh, from an aspect where, look at the suicide rates now among uh, males, even the teenage males to people my age, very high. So so when I see that and hear that, let alone the, the rate of uh, addiction and destructive addiction and things like that, people are turning to the wrong avenue to fix this. And at the very heart of it, I think what people need, and I'm not going to get into depths about spirituality or what I think uh, the God of the universe says about some of this stuff, but people just need love and they need other people. So in this society with the cell phones and everything else that we have, we bury our heads in it. We try and make our own world because we're, we're becoming our own star. We control the narrative, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, have your own website. The idea is that we are our own star. We are our own reality star. And darn it, we've got something to say. And the reality is we don't. Uh, so instead of focusing on those things, maybe we could have a meaningful conversation with somebody next to us, the people we work with or even the people we live with, uh, just to show compassion and grace, uh, and I guess genuine care will awaken something inside of us that is uh, at the very core of our being. Um, 
so there's there's that. Uh, I, I have another thought regarding uh, where we are in time and space. That's all I can think of right now. Oh, yes, I remember the other topic I wanted to talk about. So in this time and space of, you know, people being uh, online and, you know, managing their social media profiles and, you know, let alone the nexus of this was created to form some type of self-worship and everything else. But I remember, you know, when it kind of started, I think it was maybe Facebook. Um, maybe it was even MySpace. I don't know. When it came out, you know, at that time and place, I have always liked writing. I always felt like I had the ability to publish something, whether or not it would be critically acclaimed or good. Um, I've always dabbled in that and always wanted to do something with that. And I remember when it came out, I'm like, oh, good, I'll get to be my own publisher. Uh, and kind of put out the message that I wanted to or whatever, spin it how I want, whatever. So we continue to do this. and But what's going on now is like, Places like YouTube, for example, who is now theoretically becoming a publisher, uh, basically in efforts to restrict uh, speech, in their opinion, that hits in categories that they think is inappropriate. So it's my understanding what they've done and gone through some of this, basically has created an algorithm and some uh, true human intelligence and artificial intelligence to kind of scan the, the YouTube sphere for things that should be flagged or shouldn't be up there. Now, granted, there are things on YouTube that is um, wonderful, helpful, funny, well thought out, well whatever, you name it. But there's also some crappy content on there that you don't want kids exposed to, or even some adults for that matter. So uh, I want to be clear, while there needs to be some some guidelines um, and maybe the expectations of these type of platforms, but I'm not a fan of, um, I guess, controlling the narrative to a point to where it limits free speech. Um, just because somebody believes something that I don't, um, whatever that topic may be, should not be construed as one uh, speech that is negative uh, or speech that we would want our government or some of these lobbyist-controlled quasi-governmental corporations tell people what they can and cannot say. Um, again, there's a difference between moral behavior and legislating morality. I don't think that historically we have done a good job, quote, legislating morality. Um, I think that occurs better in what I would call a self-policing state. And by state, I don't mean um, government. I mean 
where we encourage and build each other up, and then we also say, hey, yeah, I see what you're saying, but maybe there's a better way to say it, because that right now seems to be the focus of anything that is polarizing. Uh, everybody wants to be the first one that may basically shoot a shot that's going to uh, get the retweets and the likes and the repost and the the hits on YouTube and viral videos. So it's more or less a behavior than the words that are being said. For example, um, like him, love him, leave him, the either genius or flat out uh, lack of cognitive thought process is best observed in some of the things that our current president may say in Twitter, in person, and in video. And he exemplifies, he is very much the leader that this nation deserves. And by that, I flip it back to like the Dark Knight trilogy and things like that. You know, Batman is the sacrificial Dark Knight or whatever, you know, I'll be the hero that they need, not necessarily the hero that they deserve. So flip it with Trump, I think is what it was. Our patterns of behavior in society have paved the way for a guy like Trump to be in the highest office in the land. He is very much, whether we want to admit or not, whether it's red or blue, a microcosm of what the general people of our U.S. citizenry reflects, right or wrong. He is doing the same thing that we all do, is what I'm saying. And I'm not condoning it, and I don't, I don't necessarily do the stuff yet. I say people identify with Twitter rants. They see their president doing it. Um, and this is the society that we live in. So what I'm saying is to fix this is not to create cessation of speech or identifying words or logarithms that should not be repeated. I believe people should be allowed to say what they want, no matter how ridiculous or stupid it is. And so in my line of work, and even in this situation, everybody says, oh, well, what about the kids? Well, we also have in this, and again, not condoning, one, if you're a parent, you need to be um, checking in on your kids, on how they behave with social media, with the Internet at their very tips. If you're expecting the world as a whole, without your guidance and without your um, your love, to raise your child in a way that is fitting that you uh that that meets some of your world view um the world I, I you can't wait on the education process you can't wait on work and sports and the world they can't form it on you have to be active so by that i say if something stupid is said by our president by an entertainer by a family member, whatever, you need to have dialogue with people about this. And so and that's where I'm at with it. We can 
agree, disagree, we can all have opinions, doesn't mean that it should give platform or right to people to just say it. We've got to put things in check. And I think that there's a humble way to do it. A Twitter rant or running your mouth nonstop is not going to do it. But I think you have to intentionally have dialogue with people. That means put your phone down and actually seek someone out to have a human one-on-one conversation. And so, again, if if we have things that we don't like in social media, one, we're to blame because we gave this platform and this data over to these huge corporations, Facebook, YouTube, Google, you know, and if you follow the money, they all have ties with the CIA and our federal government. And to think that this was just an innocent little corporation with the idea to unite people worldwide. No, it was a one large major major data grab um, to really see what makes people tick. It's no coincidence that the abundance of data that we've freely handed over to these people have helped pave the way for things like artificial intelligence. So you innocently keep posting your pictures about what you're having for dinner, thinking it doesn't mean anything, but it does, I guess is what I'm saying. So, again, I see this pattern developing of who is able to define what free speech is. I have a hard time, one, with our government saying that, which is in part with this YouTube, Google, Alphabet Soup Corporation saying, we don't like this. Um, I just find it very interesting that in a time and space, so what has happened over the past couple of years, too, the Freedom of Internet Act, um, and maybe some of you folks have noticed, but when when that bill, uh, when that was passed, basically what happened was very much what was talked about in the 2016 election uh, and some of the fallout of there needing to be gatekeepers on the Internet. Um, and that should have been our first red flag talking about uh, cessation of speech or controlling uh, freedom of speech via censorship. Because by them putting the clamps on the flow of information, uh, it's going to do one of two things. They're going to start charging for Internet data usage. Uh, it won't be a flat rate. It's going to be based on your usage, how much traffic. Um, but what they've done, they also clamp down this free flow of information. So if our government, per se, was founded on some of the tenets of the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence, and one of those things was freedom of speech, how is it that our government can knowingly go into a situation so they can control the flow of free speech? Uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, and whoever was all involved, uh, the leaked DNC emails around the 2016 election, uh, however you view the, quote, collusion with Russia, was all Internet-based, um, Internet uh, electronic-based uh, system of warfare that we have never seen in this country, period. Um, so it scared the elite, it scared the people that were in control. I really think that the elite were set up in a way that Hillary was supposed to win the election and she didn't. 
which shocked everybody. And the malice from that is basically, well, now we got to put a clamp on it. It's systematically been happening. Uh, control the flow of Internet. Uh, make the Internet slower, harder for people to access the information. Because, God forbid, we go to a library or find traditional means of getting our answers instead of just Googling it, then turning around and sharing this, whether it's correct or not. If somebody writes an article that is outright lies, uh, maybe look at our media institutions now. We know that happens. If they're able to do it without repercussion, then the general public should be able to. I'm not encouraging this. I'm not saying it should happen. But free speech should not have levels to it. Free speech means that if there is a truth, you can speak in a way that is opposite of the truth if you so want to. It also means if there's a false narrative being pumped and you want to speak truth, you should be able to say that truth without retribution. And so that is one of the beautiful things that our country, country was founded upon. Limiting free speech, controlling censorship, it's not going to fix anything. All it's going to do is try and control a narrative, a government narrative that they want to control. So so here's what I'll say about all this and try and put a bow on it. If our government is so interested in censorship and, and you know, watching what we say and, you know, what will the children hear, well, they missed the boat 20 years ago. I mean, if this was really what you were after, maybe we should have been minding our uh, P's and Q's and dotting our I's and crossing our T's with some of this garbage entertainment that came out. You could think of a movie, television show, reality show, music, artwork that one was a form of free speech, but you could also look at it and say, that is absolute garbage. Why are we letting that happen? And so if you stick around long enough, like Batman, you'll live long enough to be the hero, to see yourself become the villain. And it's kind of what's happening, is they're flipping the narrative. Oh, well, we want to fix this now, but 20 years ago you were letting this garbage happen. Uh, or even remember when there was control with the FCC, when they started to put locks down on some of this stuff. Remember the outlash? Uh, at that time it was a Republican president. Uh, it was Bush uh, Jr., that was putting restrictions on FCC, what people could say over the airwaves, remember Nipplegate, all those things, in the backlash of what I would say the Democrats at the time, oh, this is restricting free speech, but 20 years later we flip it, and now you're a proponent for it. I say that, I think if you look long enough, politics are politics. They are elite billionaires being controlled by elite billionaires and the flow of money to say and do things that really don't make a whole lot of sense and really uh, affects the normal people that live, thrive, and survive in this world. So with that being said, I guess my point in all this is, one, know that you're valued. Know that you were made for a purpose. It's not an accident that you're here. Two, make every day count. Live with the purpose like you're meant to be here and make every day count. And by that, suck up every ounce of the air in your lungs. Have fun, laugh, 
find meaningful conversation, I'll tell you, even if you reach out and even if you're nervous, connect with another human being. Have a conversation with someone and see if that doesn't change your outlook on the day. And number three, love each other without ceasing. And by that I mean there is no censorship of the love that we're to share. There is no cessation of the love that we're supposed to share. What our world needs now more than anything is people that are alive and sharing love. So that's my rant and ramble for today. I hope you enjoyed. If you have any comments, you can do it on this platform. You can contact me listed below. Um, this is just an example of what I will plan to do moving forward. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Talk to you. Bye.